The Trail Bride, Chapter 4 Stop to Rest His voice echoed in her head for the rest of the night. And you'd throw yourself away. It ate at her. Like she was wasting herself, not just offering all she had to give. Or that or that all she had to give wasn't just burdensome. She couldn't sleep over thinking it for the thousandth time. He could have been bolstering her, bolstering her with a false promise. Or he was trying to keep Hux from acquiring the racehorse through marriage, what he really wanted, so a ray without prospects would take whatever offer Ben would make for it. Then she'd be stranded without either prospective husbands. She accepts Hux, becomes a preacher's wife, will have to not only be his homemaker, but that of an entire congregation in an uncertain place, will have to smile and soothe and repent for things she doesn't feel half bad about, will have to listen to him. She refuses Hux, goes to Ben. Ben, one way or another, is going to leave Ridge for a horse. And after that was when the plan stopped dead in its tracks. She didn't know what Ben was going to do once he reached west. Reaching west would only happen before the end, end of the year. Only a few months. She marries either of them. Sells the rest of her life for a few months. The vow was honor and obey after all. She hadn't done her best at that the first time around. She didn't know the consequences of disobeying either man. It made for good distraction to her for most of the night, except for each time there was a crunch of boots through gravel sounding close to her, sounding too close to her head. She had noticed these footfalls getting closer with each passing night, but tonight she was too strung up to not notice the proximity shift of whoever kept passing her wagon in the dark, a tighter perimeter. Everyone knew she slept alone. It might be a tight squeeze to get under the wagon with her, requiring stealth, but she knew the feeling of being circled. She knew what was happening before it happened. She had to. Her mind could only be calmed for the assurance that it was someone using the preview so many times before she would catch herself falling for whatever what everyone wanted her to fall for. Louder steps. Different footsteps from the wagon next to hers, directly moving with intention toward her. She tried to listen to the former set retreat, but she couldn't hear them over the closer ones closing in on her. And then she remembered to be afraid. The feet stopped. A scratching sound. There was a rustle in the dirt above her head. Ray? She swallowed, her heart pounding. Yes? Finn's clumsy fingers finally managed to light the match he held between them. A line of fire revealed his face, concerned but kind. Rose was worried about you. She doesn't like you sleeping out here by yourself. There's a day bed in our wagon, and she used to share it with her sister before we got married. I'll sleep under the wagon bed. She doesn't mind sharing it with you. Her heart was still hammering in her chest, even though she knew it was Finn. Thank you, she choked out, embarrassed. But even someone as reserved as her felt safer for the offer. Th thank you both, kindly. I don't want to put you out of a bed. Don't worry about it. She watched Finn's empty but illuminated hand reach for her. 
She grabbed her shawl and her dress that was folded by at her side when she slept, and let him help her out from under the wagon. "'You can take the bedroll, then,' he smiled gratefully at her, and coiled it up enough to be easily carried to the earth underneath his wagon. Finn and Rose were the ones right next to her. It soothed her, and she'd be close by, by in case someone felt like raiding her wagon in the night. But they had always been so close. She didn't know why she didn't believe. Why it never occurred to her that they would help. Rose had a lantern lit in their wagon when Finn helped Ray climb up. Ray was still a little breathless, practically sleepwalking when she stood, crouching slightly under the wagon bonnet, which was a little too low to straighten out to her full height. I don't want to trouble you two. Rose shook her head. I can't sleep thinking of you all alone in the dirt like that. Every time someone gets up, I want to take a rock and fight them. You do more ease to you do more to ease my mind being right here. I, I'm just. Ray crossed her arms defensively in front of her, which was an odd front for a woman in nothing but a nightdress to try and feel tougher. I'm sorry to. No need to be sorry. I just wish we could do more. Unsettled by the kindness, Ray climbed under the quilt Rose lifted. It was a tight fit. Ray hadn't shared a bed since back home, since her husband. Listening to someone so close to her breathe was an odd sensation to be hearing again. Is your sister back east? Rose shook her head again. She worked in a mine since I was little like any man could. It was just us two. She... A shaft. It collapsed. Oh. Ray was silent as Rose blew out the lamp. I'm sorry. She could hear Rose clearing her throat like it hurt. Finn, if he was my friend. Funnily enough, we never dreamed of being married. Rose trailed off, seemingly nervous about the topic. It made Ray confused for a moment until she remembered why. But we were good friends. He was there from with me after her loss. I, I couldn't have gotten through a single day without her if it had not been for him. I guess when we found ourselves nearing the time that these arrangements happened, we were very happy to talk to one another, and it felt right. That's, that's very sweet, Rose. Ray meant it genuinely. She liked them. She, she just never saw the same for herself. Why did you and your husband decide to head west? Hmm. Ray let her head relax under the pillow. Gold for him. And for you? A sigh left her lips. It was so nice to be in a bed again. But she couldn't help but snort at Rose's question, as though she'd had half a say in it. Green, she admitted it. He was a farmer. There was a bad drought. I had at least thought. I at least hoped. I hear it's lovely. It was the first time she admitted it out loud. That maybe she now wanted this for herself, too. Her husband died not knowing it, never cared to know it. She was just along for another ride with Nima. A soft knock sounded beneath the bed, 
They both started, Rose yelping. Ray tensed like a rattler, but it was only Finn. No gossiping, you two. I can hear every word. Finn talks in his sleep, Rose announced loudly, and he keeps his eyes closed for too long after you kiss him. I do not. Ray bit back a mischievous smile. She wasn't sure what she wanted to know, but reluctantly, because they had been so sweet, she asked, What's too long to close your eyes for? Rose giggled next to her. He just looks silly for a moment afterwards. Stands there rock still like there's a spell on him. Hey, or a sleeping cow. Don't make me come up there, Rose. Ray got a grim nod in reply to the few kisses she gave in her life. All to the same man. And the threats of don't make me. While Finn's was teasing Precious and made Rose laugh like a schoolgirl. There was something about even the appropriation of that tone that made her stomach knot. She squeezed her eyes tight and tried to control her breathing so Rose didn't notice. How did the talking with Solo go? As one would expect, Ray said, as though this explained everything. Are you... engaged? What? You said as one would expect... It was flattering to hear that Rose assumed she'd be successful. Ray certainly didn't think it was going to be as go as badly as it did. But she didn't expect it to go well. He might refuse. He wanted me to refuse Hux first. Then he might extend an offer. Might? I find it unlikely. Nor do I like being made to play games. Rose fidgeted next to her. Like there was so much more to say. That's awfully cruel to a woman in your position. Oh. Ray had not thought about this, that her feelings would come into play. She was mostly frustrated that Solo had thrown such a wrench into her plans, but she never gave much thought to cruelty, and it seemed a luxury to do so, when so one often expected the opposite. I suppose you're right. What will you do? Will you refuse Hux? I don't know yet. I don't want to do anything too quickly. I I want to think. Hmm. Rose snuggled closer. It was a chilly night, but Race felt still felt safer for it. Maybe if you think long enough, you'll have reached Oregon without having to give either of them an answer. Okay, thanks, bye.